0: Good morning, everybody. This is Dr. Ryan Berlin on 55KRC, the talk station. You're listening to Align Your Health. This is the show about maximizing our health without dangerous drugs and surgery. And I'm sitting here with my wife and we're just really excited about the topic today.
1: It's going to be a good one.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is something uh, we've been teaching you guys a lot of stuff over the last several weeks and just really um, unwrapping you know, different topics. But today is actually... Today's just about getting real about where we're at, and this is kind of a State of the Union address.
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: So I just want you to know at any time during the show, if you're interested in um, pursuing um, some care in our office, or if you're if you're really interested in finding out more about what we do, um, number one, you can check us out on the web um, on uh, alignhealthcenter.com. You can also go back and listen to any previous podcasts, uh, any of the shows from the last uh, several months. You can go back on iTunes and listen to that. We'd love you guys to check those out. I just think there's so many gems back in those shows, right? Oh my gosh, so much good stuff! I just, I think, I think we just have really unpacked a lot of stuff. I've actually been taking um, those shows and, like, anytime patients ask me a question, I just start steering them back to some of the previous shows we did, just because I think there's so much great information there. That's brilliant. Um, The other thing is I want you guys to know that we specifically every week have five appointments open Um, for anybody who is interested in coming in, getting checked because of a topic that we went over. They know that, oh my gosh, I didn't know that a chiropractor could help with that. Um, Please call us at Um, 513-755-3583. We're right there standing by to take your call and get you scheduled. But we have five different appointment slots every week. And then as soon as the show's over... If we haven't heard from you, we fill those up with uh, other people calling in, um, checking into our office. So we fill those up every week. Make sure you get one of the first ones. Um, today, the topic we're going to be going over is um, something that really nobody wants. Yep. But in our in our country, it seems like it's becoming the trend.
1: It's so prevalent. It's it's around. It's I mean everybody. Yep. It's every corner. Every uh, so many people.
0: And so what we're talking about is the major drug problem we have in the United States. And we're not talking about illegal, illicit drugs. We're not even talking about using prescription drugs improperly. We're actually talking about our prescription drug problem that we have in taking medication as prescribed.
1: Medication as prescribed. Yep such a big problem and you know it's interesting because one of the things um when we look at and specifically it's western society right um and we have these dietary and lifestyle standards but when an illness is detected um one of the big issues here too is that like we we want a quick remedy we want it fixed and we want it fixed right now right and so um Everyone wants fast fixes, and, and so when we go into a conventional doctor's office, um, we sit down with them, and we say, and, you know, I, like listen, we have this even in our office, even in a non-traditional you know, traditional setting, um, where people want fast fixes, absolutely, but when you sit down in a traditional medical office, um, these interventions that we're, they're training, they have in two hands is either a drug or a surgery. And so if you're walking into that office then then that is the tool bag from which they're going to be able to, to draw their answers.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. And that's so that's a great point. Right. And so um, so, you know, in terms of looking for a long term solution, like what you're probably going to have is you're going to walk in there and you're going to end up with a prescription. Okay. Most of the time. And then and then when you're looking at a long term solution, that's not it's not going to be applicable to like that's not going to be helpful for the long run. If you, one of my favorite examples that you give, Ryan, is when you say to somebody, if you gave a healthy person this drug, would it make them sick or would it make them well? Right? It would make them sick.
0: Absolutely. You know, I mean, you think, think about, so Think if you're on medication, I just want you to think about this for a second, but if you're not on medication, then I want you to think about someone you know who is. Um, let's just say this person is taking, it's not uncommon to find someone on high cholesterol and high blood pressure medication. Right. Um, it's not uncommon for that same person to maybe have some seasonal allergies and take Flonase. Right. And maybe they're also taking some uh, some some medication for acid reflux, right? So that might sound like a lot to some of you and it should because that is a lot of medication. However, for some people you're like, "Whoa, you're reading my you're reading my email, like that's exactly what I'm on." That four medications for a lot of people and I would venture to say, you know, probably a good percentage like 25 to 35% of the entire United States is on about four medications. And If you took those four medications and then gave them to a healthy person, or think about this, what if you gave them to your very healthy child? Right. Is that child now more healthy or more sick? Absolutely more sick. So you're taking those drugs for reasons, for symptoms you're having, of conditions. And if you stop taking those drugs, here's another big question, if you stop taking the drug, is the condition gone? No. In most cases, the condition's right there still. The drugs are just manipulating the physiology, right? And so the reality is, number one, the drugs aren't fixing the problem. They're just simply um, inhibiting or uh, stimulating something in the body to change the symptomology. But the disease process is still underlying fundamentally. right? And it would be like the equivalent of if you have an iceberg floating in the water. The vast majority of the iceberg is where? Under the water, right? It's it's there. This big manifestation, and all you see is this little peak, right? And it would be the equivalent of like chopping off the peak of the iceberg, and then assuming the iceberg's gone, when the the whole manifestation is is right there underneath. And so, when you give that health, that you give that healthy person the drugs and makes them sick, what in the world do we think that does to a sick person? now it may be managing the symptoms of the condition they're having but it's absolutely in fact and and I'll have to look this quote up but I love this quote and, and it is that the person who takes medication for a disease has to heal twice they have to heal first from the disease and now second from the the complications and the the reactions that happen on a on a very you know biochemical um you know, matter within the body. So they have to number one heal from the disease. Number two, they have to heal from the problems that the drug is going to then create within their body.
1: Absolutely. And so, what we focus on, what we do every week, what we do every single day with patients in the office, is we look at we look at everything from an approach that your body is designed to heal, and that's where we start. It's the major premise that your body is designed to heal, and If it is, listen, like that's logical. If it's designed to heal, heal, then we need to look at what's causing it not to heal. And it's a logical progression. It makes sense, right? But it's not the approach that we're taking in this country. It's not the approach in medicine. And, And you can look at it, you can think about it like this. The approach in medicine is hypothetical. Let's say you have acid reflux. Let's treat the acid reflux. If you have high cholesterol, let's treat the high cholesterol, the blood pressure. You name the problem, you treat the problem and, and, You're treating it, but you keep the problem. And if you don't believe what I'm saying, look at what the CDC says about your high blood pressure. If you have high blood pressure, expect to treat your high blood pressure for the rest of your life. And that's straight from the horse's mouth. They're telling you, don't expect to come off your blood pressure medications. Expect to treat it. And that's what we're addressing today.
0: That's awesome. You know, I, the, the reason we got so passionate about this topic is because this information is literally ancient. 40 to 50 years ago, Dr. David Spain, a medical doctor, authored a book called The Complications of Modern Medical Practice, where he said the amount of iatrogenic disease, iatrogenic means doctor-induced. Oof. He said it was overwhelming, and he said that, you know, like they they were even talking about things like, you know, James Roth MD back at University of Pennsylvania said all people need to do or all people need to take uh to bleed internally is an aspirin. We lose a tablespoon of blood every time we take one. That's you know, th- these are things guys were saying forty and fifty years ago. Now let's fast forward and you go to um you go to Gary Knoll's publication called um, Oh man, sorry. Gary Knoll had a publication talking about iatrogenic causes of disease. And uh, I'm going to look that up right now because the name of this is very, um, very important. That Gary Knowles' publication showed that iatrogenic causes of disease was the number one cause of disease in the uh, Western world today. And what he showed was that not just medication taken as prescribed, medication that has interacted with other medication, medication that has actually... um, been taken improperly, uh, medical mistakes, all these things. When he totaled all this up, he found out that our medical system actually kills more people every single year. Then the number one disease killer, which we talked about a few weeks ago, which was heart, heart disease. disease. Um, so it was called Death by Medicine, published by Gary Knoll. And that's, it's well worth the read, but he talks about all the different numbers. One of the numbers that we pulled out of there that I think is so huge is this one, that the right drug taken at the right time for the right condition. So we're not talking about medical error. We're not talking about interactions per se. We're talking about the right drug taken at the right time for the right problem according to –
1: According to a medical doctor, a medical right. doctor
0: and diagnosing standards. And like, you know, they give you this condition, you fit the bill. This is exactly who's supposed to be taking it. And you take it as prescribed you, with no error, kills two hundred and twenty five thousand people every single year. Now, to put this in perspective, that would be the equivalent of 10 jets falling out of the sky every single day for an entire year straight and everyone then on, on those jets dying. And so if that happened tomorrow, if just tomorrow morning we woke up and we found out 10 jets fell out of the sky that morning. And everyone
1: on the plane died. How
0: many of you guys would go and get on an airplane that day?
1: Oh my gosh, no. Not a chance.
0: How how how, how likely would it be that we would cancel all airline travel right, that day? At least that day. Absolutely. But here's the problem is we have the statistical equivalent of that happening every single day. And it's been happening for the last several decades at least. And how often do we stop and say, forget it. Let's we're stopping prescribing until we can figure out why 225,000 people are dying every single year from taking prescription drugs as prescribed.
1: And and we're not like we're not awake to it. We're not paying attention to it. We're not engaged in it. We're not drawing a line in the sand. I mean, that's one of the things that we talk about all the time, is that Dr. Ryan and I feel like we were put here in Cincinnati, Ohio to draw a line in the sand and rip people out of a medical model that is literally killing them. Literally.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And the wonderful thing about chiropractic is, you know, and, and, and I'm just going to explain to you guys why, why are, why is a chiropractor t- talking about medication right now? It's not that we don't believe in medication. It's not that we don't believe that there are times for medication, but it's that we, be- we don't believe in the abuse and overuse of medication. Right. And we definitely don't believe in, in, in here's the reality is we don't believe it because it's not true. We don't believe that medication ever produces health. It never produces health. It can manipulate your physiology for a short period of time and create a desirable outcome in a short period of time, but it's never designed to be used long term. It it, it is dangerous to be used long term and health is never the derivative, the uh, the the the, um, the end result of it. So. Over the next hour, we're going to be talking about some stats. We're going to be talking about some of the drugs. We're going to be talking about, and this is all factual stuff. This is all coming from medical research. We'll give you some of the sources. But then we're also going to talk about what do you do? If you're on medication, how do you get off of it? How do you move away from it? What things can you start changing? One of the things we're going to break down is exactly do drugs actually statistically work Oof. based on the science and risk factors, or is it all a big um, a big ruse? Right. And so if you're listening right now and you're interested in checking us out already, call us at 513-755-3583. If we perked your ears, keep listening. If you're a little irritated with us, keep listening. I promise <laughs> we'll win you over. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, The Talk Station. Hey, everybody, this is Dr. Ryan Berlin on 55KRC, the talk station, and you're listening to Align Your Health. This is the show about maximizing your health with real health solutions and not drugs and surgery. Right. We're not saying there's not a time for drugs and surgery. We're just saying that. Like, think about this. I always say when I teach, raise your hand if you're in one of my classes ever and, and you're there with a couple hundred people and I go, raise your hand if you want more drugs and surgery. Guess how many people raise their hand?
1: None ever. None. Yep.
0: And I Raise your hand if you want to work on getting off the drugs you're already on. Guess how many of them raise their hand? Everyone. Every single one of them. Yep. Every single one of them. So why without drugs and surgery? Because innately, inherently, born inside of us. Like, literally, God-given, we have this feeling that we just know that health doesn't come magically through swallowing a little white, you know, pill or, you know, a gel-filled capsule or – like, like seriously, if you think about it, this is literally like sorcery. Like, this stuff, I can't – it's not coming from uh, – The pharmaceutical company. Sounds like we're we're getting potions and and and, uh, elixirs from a wizard somewhere. When you really think about how we look at health in the United States, it's crazy.
1: Absolutely, it's crackpot.
0: And and again, when you go back to like when like I'm not saying you're in a you're in an emergency room and and you lost your arm or they're going to put it back on. You know there are times like thank God we like let's get you on a morphine drip. Absolutely. But when we're talking about like trying to be healthy, and and if you have heart disease, diabetes. Uh, acid reflux, indigestion—these things like drugs are not the answer. They're no. never—they're not the answer. Period. But there's reasons why they put you on this stuff, and it's crazy. I, you know, this—this this is not like if you are listening right now and and this is resonating with you, that's great. If you're listening right now and it's not resonating with you, if you're irritated with hearing this, say you work in the in the field and you're like, like you're just in a little bit of disagreement. I want you to know that you're the odd man out right now. And I want you to know this because there are books being published. There are documentaries coming out. I mean, go on Netflix, watch Prescription Thugs, watch Dirty Money, watch uh, Big Bucks, Big Pharma. Like, watch all these films that are coming out. And, you know, there's another one called Bleeding Edge. Right. And guess who hates these movies? All the drug companies hate them because it's, you know, it's showing what's really going on. But watch these. You know, you don't, you don't want – you're not into Netflix. You like to read instead? Fine. Go read "Selling Sickness" by Ray Moynihan, MD. Go read um, "Confessions of a Rx Drug Pusher" by Gwen Olson. Go read uh, what's the other one? "Overdosed America" by um, I believe that one's John Abramson, another medical doctor. So, the, and, the, and again, the cool thing is these aren't these aren't like just regular Joe Schmoes. They're not even uh, homeopathy doctors. They're not naturopaths. They're not chiropractors producing this. These are medical doctors. Yep. Yep. Go back, listen to Dean Ornish, listen to what Dean Ornish talks about, talking about we are, um, you know, the, this is the first generation where our kids won't outlive their parents. Go read a book called Overdiagnosed. Uh, again, these are all books that are being published. They're, in fact, most of these, guess what? They're New York uh, New
1: York Times bestsellers. Yep.
0: Times bestsellers.
1: You guys are going to be reading until Christmas yeah. at this space, and I love so, it. So
0: again, and I only <laughs> say that to say that if you're sitting here and you're like, Well, drugs save people's lives. You know what? Actually, statistically, they don't. Go back to Gary Knowles' publication. We were just talking about this a minute ago. This is what I was trying to remember. But in Gary Knowles' publication called um, uh, Death by Medicine, he went through and broke down the stats and showed that there's a 3% net loss to mortality based on the way we practice medicine today. What that means is if we didn't have a medical system, if there weren't doctors and hospitals, 3% more people would live today than die?
1: 3%. More people would be alive. That's it. That's and this crazy. has happened. There
0: are systems where, you know, medical uh, doctors went on strike throughout the world, and actually mortality rates went down. And 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 here's the thing. Again, if you're a doctor, you're a hospital administrator, you're working in a hospital. Like, we're we're thankful we have hospitals. We had a son swallow a quarter,
1: right, and got it got stuck, stuck in, his in his
0: esophagus. Yep. And he had to have an emergency surgery. And they did. They they put him under. They used the medication.
1: Oh, my gosh. And the doctors and the nurses and the staff, they were, they were amazing. amazing. That
0: was at Arnold Palmer Children's Hospital in- Orlando, uh, Florida. In celebration in Orlando, Florida. Just
1: trying to fly home from Disney. Got, <laughs> got in the hospital after that. That, we, that,
0: was, that was the, uh, out of all the rides we went on, that was the craziest one. Was. <laughs>
1: it, was, it was way the craziest one. And you know what? I think, I still thank God- for those doctors and those nurses and that hospital and that experience, because they were wonderful and they were, it was just. A so again, we're not experience. anti.
0: We're not anti medicine establishment. We're not anti doctors. We're not anti. What we're anti is we're anti what the pharmaceutical companies are going are trying to do. Right. And if you don't like, if you don't know what kind of evil exists within the pharmaceutical companies, let me let me read this to you. You ready? Selling sickness. This was by Ray uh, Moynihan and and Alan Castles. And this is like, literally, you don't get past the first page without reading this. 30 years ago, the head of the drug company Merck made some remarkably candid comments about his distress that his company's market was limited to sick people. Did you like you heard that? He was distressed that he could only sell drugs to sick people.
1: Oh, come on. Here's
0: what it says. Suggesting he would like Merck to be more like the maker of Wrigley's chewing gum, the CEO said it had long since been a dream of his to make drugs for healthy people to sell to everyone. The book goes on to say the dream now drives the market machinery of the most profitable industry on earth from award-winning Ray Moynihan, one of the. World's top medical journalist selling sickness reveals the widening boundaries of illness and the lowering, lowering the threshold for treatments and creating millions of new patients. So what they do, and that just gave part of it away, is how do they create new patients? They just simply start lowering the thresholds of disease, where high cholesterol numbers used to be, you had to be over, you know, X, Y, and Z number to be high cholesterol. All they do is they go, oh, we show evidence that uh, actually... Those cholesterol numbers should be lower. And so they lower the cholesterol numbers. Boom. They just created 10 million new patients, 20 million new patients.
1: But the fact that the guy, I mean, this guy is in such a pivotal role and he is in like, I mean, he's the head of one of the largest companies that's in the most profitable industry in the entire world. And he is saying that my dream, he's talking about you. He's talking about your family. He's talking about your kids. He's talking about your parents. He's talking about everybody that you love. And he's saying, if they're healthy or sick, it doesn't matter. I want to start marketing drugs to healthy people because I want to sell more. I want to make more money. And you should be so angry when you hear that.
0: You're getting after it. No,
1: I am. I mean, I'm talking. I'm thinking about my parents. I'm thinking about like I'm thinking about people that we love that like have somehow been convinced that they need these things to live and they don't Ugh. take a breath.
0: So here's 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 five. Let's prove it right here. Um, five drugs. Vioxx, Bextra, Bacol, uh, Able Laboratories, all their generic prescription drugs and then Resulin. These are five. And I'm just going to go quickly through these Viox. Uh, was a pain reliever for arthritis. And uh, after five years being on the consumer market, it was recalled in 2004. Cost the company who produced it, uh, which was Merck, the guy we were just reading about, poor guy, lost $6 billion. It was one of the largest prescription drug recalls in history. And why? Because up to f- 140,000 people suffered from heart attacks or strokes directly from taking Bioxx. Bextra. Bextra, like Vioxx, was a pain reliever drug for uh, arthritis medication created by Pfizer, and they recalled the drug in 2005 after being on the market for one year because it was doing the exact same thing. The largest, uh, one of the largest criminal fines ever imposed on a U.S. drug company, uh, by was Pharmacia and Upjohn. They were fined nearly 1.2 billion dollars. So we're up to $7 billion and killing hundreds of thousands of people. Here's the thing, that these drugs come off the market when bodies start piling up. Bayer, Bayer's recall cost them $1.2 billion in 2001 for Baycol, a drug um, for high cholesterol. Able Laboratories in May 2005 recalled and removed all their generic prescription drugs from the market because of questions about the quality and manufacturing process of their drugs. You know, you guys, this is actually happening right now that there's a drug company that is under scrutiny right now for their generics because they're outsourcing some of their chemicals from China. And they just found out, I actually have a friend who works for this company and he's been under a lot of stress lately because they just found out that one of the chemicals they've been using in their generic drugs, they were using a, a, a chemical that was coming from America. They switched and started getting it from China. Next thing you know, they're, they're now finding out that this drug actually causes cancer. So It's a high pl- uh, blood pressure drug, I believe, and it's now causing cancer. Resilin, here's another one. Los Angeles Times gave the first insight in the way Resilin was recalled in 2000. After one year on the market, this is a diabetic drug. And uh, it was causing hepatitis and liver failure. So those are like the five big ones that have been recalled. But we're going to go through some stats. I mean, it's crazy. You guys know 95%. Here we go. 95% of all patients who seek help for a common cold, Oof. they go to their doctor. They have a sniffle. They go to their doctor. And here's the reality. If you guys have a cold, like make some chicken noodle soup, stay home, sleep, sleep. I don't know, put on some extra clothes, run that fever, get your body temperature up. Because here's what happens. 95% of all patients who go to the doctor, why are they going? Because they're addicted to going to the doctor. They've right. been raised in a situation where every time you have a sniffle, you run to the doctor. 95% of all patients who seek help for a cold get drugs, antibiotics, antihistamines. And, and most of these are deemed useless. And this isn't me saying this. This is Paul Staley, MD from John Hopkins Medical School. It was a direct quote from him.
1: That's incredible. It's, it's, it's really – um and, and it's, it's wor- like building that immune system almost like working a muscle, like being able to fight off a cold and overcome it means that you can fight other things off that are bigger, that are scarier in the future.
0: Absolutely. So if you don't if you understand what she's talking about, like when you go to the gym and you pick up weights, you have to stress your body and tear down tissue in order to create bigger, stronger tissue. And so when you, go to the weight, when you go to the gym, you're not actually building muscles, you're tearing muscle, and then the building of muscle happens afterwards. Your immune system works the same way. You don't actually build a bigger immune system. What you do is you subject your immune system to some stress, and innately, intelligently, your body learns how to defeat that, and your immune system grows, much like your muscles will adapt, your immune system adapts. So how do you build a healthy immune system? By getting sick, by fighting things off, right? And our bodies are amazingly strong, but you're like, well, Doctor Ryan, I, I, but you get, you can get this, and you can die of this, and you can have this. Guess what? Yes, in our day and age, some of these things can be very serious. Things like, um, you know, the uh, right now we're hearing about all the measles and all this stuff. Measles is a virus that literally every single one of our bodies should just like destroy, like immediately. Maybe you have a fever for two days. You take an extra nap or two. When I was young, you'd eat a Popsicle. We don't do that anymore (laughs) because of the sugar. (laughs) But like literally measles is nothing, literally nothing. Guess why it's become a problem? Because of all the medical intervention, because of all the... Antibiotics that we've taken that have weakened our immune system because of all the drugs we take that interfere with, with our body's immune system trying to be strong. Because of literally vaccinations that are spreading the measles because of something called shedding. And so now it's not even the unvaccinated population, it's the vaccinated population spreading measles. So all of these things are happening because of our intervention. And that's why Ashley and I get so passionate about this. It's because we really want to see people be liberated and move away from drugs and live abundantly healthy lives. And so we need to start doing things. We need to go rather than seeing your doctor every time you get sick, what you should do is use that as a time to go, all right, I'm going to take a nap. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do these things. But rather than going and see your doctor, as soon as you get done with fighting that off, go see a nutritionist and start working on your nutrition. Right. Go, go, go see your personal trainer and start working on getting your fitness under control. Go to your chiropractor and start getting adjusted and right. start getting your immune system healthy again. Go, go seek out a homeopathist who can help show you how to strengthen that immune system through some homeopathy. There's so many other things you can do. Do not go see your doctor and take another flipping an antibiotic. When we come back, we're going to be talking about some of the power behind some of the treatments you can be doing, and then also going through some of the stats so you guys can really. I, I want you to keep listening over the next thirty minutes because I literally I want you to keep hearing this because for a lot of you, we have to just continually beat this into ourselves and get it through our heads because turn on the TV, how many drug ads you see? Yeah, turn on the T, turn on the radio, how many drug ads you hear? And so the reality is, it's beat into us the other way so much. So, for, for the next 30 minutes, we are just going to be driving this into you guys so you understand how dangerous it is. Our phone number, 513 755 3583. That's the number to call if you're interested in checking us out. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55 KRC Detox Station. Hey, everybody, this is Dr. Ryan Berlin on 55 KRC Detox Station. You're listening to Align Your Health. We're talking about. Pharma, we're talking about drugs. We're talking about our prescription drug problem in the United States. And uh we are talking about really how did we get here? So uh I wanna I wanna I got a quote for you guys here. This is from um Marcia Angel, who she was uh she's a medical doctor, she was a former editor of the New England Journal of Medicine. There's a direct quote from her that says Over the past two decades, the pharmaceutical industry has moved very far from its original high purpose of discovering and producing useful new drugs. Now, primarily a marketing machine to sell drugs of dubious benefit, this industry uses its wealth and power to co-opt every institution that might stand in its way, including The U.S. Congress, the FDA, academic medical centers, and the medical profession itself. This is the former editor of the New England Journal of Medicine saying that the pharma industry has lost its darn mind and is going rogue and literally trying to sell drugs to all of us. And it's using uh, cheap stats and it's using uh, literally the hearts of our doctors – um, to be their drug slingers, even though the doctors are well-intended, they're literally tricking them into – and in some cases, bribing them into pushing and peddling their drugs for them simply for profit. And so how do we, how do we know this? You know, and, and we just keep going through and we can go through article after article after article. The US Food, Food and Drug Administration, the FDA had issued a MedWatch safety alert informing doctors and patients of the link between the use of uh, Montelukast, which is Singulair by Merck, and changes in mood behavior as well as suicidality and suicide. This is out of Medscape Medical News 2008. So the US the FDA issued a MedWatch on Singulair and asthma medication letting people know that it actually causes people to want to commit suicide and uh, have a tendency towards wanting to commit suicide. However, you ready for this one? Nowadays, we have kids on these medications. In fact, we're at a time in history where 25% of all children are on a chronic medication.
1: it's a brutal statistic. I mean – uh it's just that's that's just hard to digest i mean fifty five percent of all Americans take a prescription and to to imagine that our kids
0: twenty five percent of all our children are on a chronic this isn't this isn't something they're taking one time right. this is something they're taking daily You ready asthma meds forty five million kids on them adhd twenty four million kids on them antidepressants you ready nine million six hundred thousand kids on them
1: it's anticy- hard to hear.
0: Antipsychotics. Here's the crazy thing, right? We said antidepressants, 9 million kids on them. How many of those kids do you think were on an asthma med that was causing their depression, like we just talked about? Absolutely. 45 million kids on asthma meds, and 9 million kids are on antidepressants. I guarantee you a large number of those kids on antidepressants are probably on asthma meds that are causing their depression, just like that, that MedWatch that med just said. Right. Antipsychotics, 6.5 million on antipsychotics. Blood pressure medication, 5 million kids on blood pressure medication. And the list goes on and on and on and on and on. So this is crazy. This is called the medicalization of our children. And what this means is they're taking situations and they're creating medical conditions and and putting kids on more and more drugs rather than going with, you know, Things we used to do in the past, I, if you guys, you know, we study a lot of alternative remedies. One of the things that we study is essential oils. Most people don't realize that 80% or more of all the medications on the market are actually synthetic derivatives of plant-based compounds. What that means is people are like, oh, essential oils, that's frou-frou medicine, right? No, it's actually what your pharmaceuticals are based on. They're just the dangerous version. Right. Because right. you chew on a plant leaf and you can get some of the the effect Um, For instance, uh, the ADHD drugs come from a plant called vetiver, Mm -hmm. which is harvested out of – in Haiti is where we get most of it. But vetiver has a chemical in it called methyl – sorry. Yeah, methylphenidate. And methylphenidate is the drug that they try to mimic to make all the ADHD drugs. The problem is when it's in the plant, it's in – you you make a tea out of it. It's relatively harmless. It's actually a food. Versus when you isolate certain chemicals and then you make a synthetic version so you can patent it, um, that whole process creates less of metabolism of it. Your body has a harder time with it. It actually becomes a poison instead of a food.
1: Right. You can't patent a plant.
0: You can't patent a plant. You could potentially patent the way to extract it from the plant, but you can't patent the plant itself. Medicine is a poison for which the the body has no way to prepare for um, and here 's the reality is that if we put something in our bodies and our bodies do not express contempt for it that 's called food right. doesn 't matter what it is. If our body can use it and create but if our body creates contempt for it, meaning the body itself has to uh, adapt and 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 detoxify and and go through a process of protecting itself. Which this happens in medications, our bodies. Like, if you take a medication long enough, so it actually starts creating increased liver enzymes, depending on it. Uh, your body starts walling it off in fat to protect itself from it. This is why the half life of certain medications sometimes is three, four, five, six months to get out of your body, uh, which that doesn't happen with food. It doesn't take your body six months to get food out of your body. But it takes it six months to get a medication on your body because they are toxic and your body's protecting it and walling the stuff off and fat and stuff. If your body shows contempt for a substance, by definition, that's a poison. Yes, that's good. Any substance introduced into the body or manufactured within the living body for which the body cannot metabolize effectively is a poison. And so, you know, let's, let's just keep breaking some of these down.
1: I think that we would be remiss, right, if we didn't go down down the road of the opioid opioid crisis that we have right now.
0: Yeah, I think I I think it's so relevant. It's it's very important to talk about because I think the one thing nobody understands. All right, so first of all, what we have is we have a heroin epidemic, right? But our heroin epidemic largely stems from an opioid epidemic. Most of these people didn't <laughs> go out one day and go, you know what? It's nice outside. I think I'm going to go do some heroin today. Most <laughs> no, of them started no. off with opioids, and the weird thing is, most of them didn't wake up one day and go, "You know what? You know, I'm kind of bored. I'm going to do some opioids." Right. They actually got hooked on them, right? Because so, of something,
1: exactly. And we went to so we went to a natu- natural health care provider seminar out in Park City a few weeks ago, and one of the gentlemen from Sage, and this is a national, you know, meeting with natural health care providers, and one of the gentlemen from Sage told us that one in five people in the state of Ohio have a prescription for opioids.
0: Wow, really? I didn't realize that. One in five?
1: That's what he said from stage. No, that is an alarming statistic for me, to me. It, it should be for all of us, especially, I mean, he was specifically calling out the state of Ohio, and that's where we live. I mean, that's our, that's our home country, Right. So so that's our home state here. So so um, what that brought me to it, it reminded me of just here recently in the past few weeks, we had a gentleman come into our office and he started out with back pain. Right. And he was so frustrated because nobody could seem to help him. Nobody could help him get relief. And he got on these pain medications. And after he got on his opioid prescription, he got addicted to the pain medication. Right. Right. And so that's usually, that's a lot of times how this stuff starts out, right? Is that somebody has a, a back pain, neck pain, you know, some sort of pain. They can't get it under control. They're prescribed one of these and now they're addicted to the medication, to the opium medication.
0: Yeah. Just, hold, hold that thought just for a second right. because, you know, the biggest thing here, do you remember this story? I actually I actually uh, posted this a while back and, and I got called out on this. um and you remember this is a true story. In fact, I ended up on on a funny website oh, yeah. uh, as a result of this. There are websites out there that are like literally making fun of natural practitioners and stuff. When we're out there like leading the charge and trying to help people, um, and I ended up on this crazy website where they were criticizing a story that I told, but it was a true story. I mean, you remember when this happened? We were on the. Um, We were actually going out to an Epic seminar. We were going Mm -hmm. out out to one of those seminars and uh, we were on the um, shuttle going to the airport and I had my backpack on and my backpack was a gift um, from Max Living. It says Dr. Ryan Berlin on it. And this guy goes, you're a doctor. What are you a doctor of? And I'm like, I'm a doctor of chiropractic. And he goes, that's awesome. He goes, you know, you guys are literally the answer to our current problem. You guys are going to change the world. And I'm like, wow, that's kind of a bold st- – I mean, I would like to think so, but that's a bold statement. I go, what do you do? And he goes, I'm an emergency room doctor. He said, with the heroin epidemic and the opioid epidemic, he goes, if you guys understand where most of this comes from, it comes from people getting on drugs for chronic back pain, and then they end up on opioids. They get addicted to opioids, and the next thing you know, they're they're doing heroin because their doctor who put them on the op- opioids now won't give them to them because they're like, oh, you have a drug a, a prescription drug addiction. Yeah, no crap. You're the one who started me on the drug, you goof. And now you turn me off or take me off the drugs. What are they going to go do? So they end up on heroin. And he said, you guys could single-handedly help fix this problem because um, the stats on chiropractic are that people do amazingly well under chiropractic care for something as simple as back pain and neck pain. If you're having back pain and neck pain right now, honestly, call us. It's that simple. Call us. Let's get an exam. Let's get some x-rays. Let's get you out of pain. But more importantly, we're going to teach you how to maximize your health, get your body healing, and start literally start resolving is like removing the interference so that your nervous system can start to flourish and function so your body can begin to heal. It's amazing. Chiropractic is so much more than neck pain or back pain. You know, we have, we always talk about this five appointments open. It'd be a shame if every single week we didn't fill up these five and then more, because these are people who could literally move away um, from, from dangerous medication. So call us at 513-755-3583. And call our office and check us out on on alignhealthcenter.com. Finish that because you were you were I mean, I just I just wanted to interject and talk about like chiropractic is such a simple solution to back pain that that surgeries, fifty percent of all back surgeries fail. Right. Uh, I would consider anybody on a drug for back pain, I would consider that to be a failure. Right. Because if you stop taking the drug immediately, what happens? You're back in pain. Like it's not an effective treatment, but chiropractic, we see people get well so often. So continue, continue that thought. I I didn't mean to take you out. No, no,
1: no. no. I I love it. Um, yeah. So we had this gentleman come in, um, for, because he was addicted to, you know, opioids, opioids, and, um, we were able to bring him in. And so, so Listen. There was there was so much more going on than that. Like once he became a patient, and um, once he became a patient, and, and he really started sharing about what was going on in his life. It was more than just I'm addicted to this. It was literally destroying his marriage. His wife literally didn't want him around the kids anymore.
0: Wow.
1: Because he's addicted, right? And so he comes into the office, and and we do our initial testing with him, right? So so we're not just we, we, we want to find the underlying issues that's going in, why he's in pain, what the addiction, wh- like what the what the entire deal is. Right. And so um, he we do an x-ray. And it's more than what we can find more, more, we're looking for structurally speaking, what is causing the pain and we can see it biomechanically, right? Like we can do testing when he comes into the office and we can see what's causing that pain and how the spine is positioned, how it's set up. And and this particular case was a bulging disc or how it's set up on a herniated disc. And it's, it's. That is the testing, and so we can literally measure down to the millimeter and find out how the spine is shifted and the damage that's being done
0: in most of these cases we're correcting this stuff and getting them out of pain in a couple of visits to maybe two weeks tops and we're getting the, the the x-rays looking different and corrected, and this person reversing the effects of this condition and reversing this in literally as little as four weeks, six weeks, sometimes eight weeks and seeing the x-rays look measurably different measurably different right. Right. When we return, we're gonna be going over. um, You know, we talk about back pain. We talk about some of these things. But when we return, we're gonna be talking about one of the biggest uh, drugs on the market right now, the biggest categories of drugs. And we're gonna go over just break down the stats for you of how much does it actually help versus how much to changing other things in your lifestyle help. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55 KRC, the Talk Station. Hey, everybody. This is Dr. Ryan Berlin on 55KRC, the talk station. Uh, We're back, and uh, you're listening to Align Your Health. We're going over something that's pretty serious. We're talking about drugs, and we're talking about pharmaceuticals, and really our pharmaceutical problem. Ashley just broke down our whole opioid epidemic and how most of it started with back pain. Most of it started with back pain. It led to people getting on these powerful drugs and then going down the rabbit hole of getting addicted to these drugs, literally destroying families, destroying their lives. You know, the example we use of a patient of ours that, you know, literally their wife did not even want him around, the kids. Um, I mean, honestly, in the last couple months, we've helped literally 10, 15, 20 people get off these medications. Right. And I just want you guys to know if you know someone who's addicted to opioids right now, we're not saying it's easy, we're not saying it's 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 an easy battle, but we right. are saying that we can help them correct the reason why they got on them in the first place, right and then we can also work with them and try to help them move away from this stuff and It's always smart to have maybe some other physicians who are wellness minded involved. We have a, a medical doctor we work with who's very holistically minded yep. we have other physicians that we work with who are very holistically minded we can work with chiropractic. You know, we can work and and work with other people like acupuncturists, uh, even even like when people are suffering, for instance, with depression and we're helping them off their medications. It's not like you adjust them chiropractically and boom, they're good and they get off their medication. We literally work with therapists and psychiatrists and work with um, specialists. You know, we even have a therapist who does other really cool modalities like uh, neurofeedback And we help a lot of people with PTSD get off those medications. So Mm -hmm. if you know people suffering with conditions like this, like really serious stuff, please have them call our office at 513-755-3583. Chiropractic alone isn't the only thing, but getting them adjusted, getting their nervous system healthy, and then guiding them, holding their hand, coaching them, finding them the right people. Part of what makes our office so powerful is that we really care. Yep, we really love these people. We really care, and our goal is to get them the help they need, even if it's not all through our office. Right, you know, you're talking about the opioid epidemic, but it, the same problem we see all the time with antidepressants. This was out of Washington D.C. June 29, 2007. Lawmakers catch antidepressant makers hiding their suicide risks.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: How about this one from Reuters and MSNBC? Antidepressants do not help many patients. Published 2008. Same article. Depressed people can improve without chemical treatments is what they found. However, they listed the side effects of the drugs that that these lawmakers were um, uh, hiding the suicide risks of. You ready? Those side effects included suicide, rage, violence, sexual impairment, tick seizures, uh, increased anxiety Dizziness, headaches, etc. And so, you know, it's 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 not just the opioids; it's all these drugs across. You know, cholesterol medications. Do they do any good? Business Week had a cover story back in 2008. You should go read that article. If you're on Lipitor, Crestor, any of these, they're almost useless. The only reason that they are even prescribed as much as they are right now is because they're huge money makers due to patents and the pharma industry. These are their these are like their golden calf. Uh, or the goose that laid the golden egg for the last decade. When these patents wear out, you will not hear of people being on these drugs anymore. I promise you. It's crazy. The side effects of, of these medications of Lipitor and Crestor, headaches, constipation, diarrhea, gas, upset stomach, stomach pain, rashes, muscle and joint pain, deadly muscle-wasting diseases, liver failure, and liver problems. When a when a treatment, this is a quote, this is definition of type 2 medical malpractice. You ready? When a treatment has no proven benefit... There is no acceptable risk, and these drugs have been proven not to largely have any benefit for the people that take them. Mm-hmm. They actually block dangerous—you we, we, want to know more about cholesterol? Go back and listen to our heart disease podcast. Uh, go on iTunes, type in Align Your Health um, on your podcast app, and you can find that from the previous week. Uh, Ashley, you're really good at describing the, this— You know, this is exactly how a conversation a lot of times with a doctor goes when the doctor isn't knowledgeable about other modalities and all they are is pushing drugs. So you'll see this, you know, that these drugs don't really lower your risk of disease sometimes and changing your lifestyle. So if you're not changing your lifestyle, if your lifestyle is poor, um, your risk is always going to be high. So if you take a medication, we talked about this, you have to heal twice, once from the original problem, now once from the medication. So give us an example of how that conversation goes frequently.
1: Right. So so if you walk into a doctor's office and, and and they're looking at you and they say, you know, Mrs. Jones, you have X risk factor for Y disease and this medication will address that and lower your risk for that Y disease. Have you ever heard that before?
0: Yeah. I mean, that actually sounds the way most of this goes. And, and on the surface, that sounds good, right?
1: Right. And so now here's the important part for you is that you say, thank you, doctor. What is my risk currently for Y disease? with this, for disease Y, with this X factor? And how much will taking this medication lower my risk of disease Y? Exactly. So it's huge to understand that you can save a lot of suffering and potentially even your life by asking those questions. And Ryan, walk us through a little bit clearer. like give us, give us an example of how we can have it. Yeah, yeah. So we were using
0: letters right then to fill in the blanks because you could literally throw this in with any drug, right? X, right. Y, and Z. And so basically, if you didn't follow what she was saying, she's saying, you walk into your doctor and your doctor says, hey, you have high cholesterol. That's the risk factor. That's what she was calling X. And it's a risk factor for developing heart disease. Why? Heart disease can kill you. So high cholesterol, this is important to understand, high cholesterol is not heart disease. It's simply just higher cholesterol. And there's times when it's important. So what is my risk factor of heart disease by having high cholesterol? That's the question you should be asking your doctor. What is my risk factor of of heart disease by having high cholesterol? And if I take a drug to lower my cholesterol, what effect is that going to have on lowering my risk of heart, heart disease? And the answer to that is only 4 to 6%. Taking a high cholesterol medication only lowers your risk factor of developing heart disease by 4 to 6%. You ready? That's the risk that's the risk factor you have currently. Sorry, it's 4 to 6%. So if you have high cholesterol, your risk factor of developing heart disease is 4 to 6%. So, now if you just have high cholesterol, and you take a cholesterol-lowering medication, the overall risk of developing heart disease now is decreased by 2%. That's it. So you have a 4 to 6% risk factor. If you have high cholesterol, they've decreased it 2%. You now have a 2 to 4% chance of developing heart disease. How much does that actually help you prevent a heart attack? Less than 1% across the board is what we're told. Now, these are the stats. And you have to take that medication daily for five years to even get that benefit, which, by the way, this isn't even considered evidence-based nor statistically significant. You're basically as likely to not have uh, your risk of a heart attack by fluke or chance, yet somehow they g- they get us on these medications. Why? Because they tell us that when combined with... Ugh, fill in the blanks.
1: Diet and exercise. You hear
0: it on every commercial. Crestor has been shown to lower your risk of heart disease, heart attack, or stroke when combined with
1: diet and exercise.
0: Diet and exercise.
1: So here's the thing moderate exercise lowered overall heart disease risk by 27 to 41%.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. So taking a drug lowered your risk factor of that heart disease by 2%, and diet and exercise, sorry, moderate exercise lowered it by what?
1: 27 to 41%. And then if you improve your diet, it's shown up to a 73% reduction of a new major cardiac event.
0: All right. So, I mean, if we combine those two, we literally aren't at risk of developing heart disease or having a heart attack, yet... Taking the drug literally lowers our risk factor by two percent and lowers the overall stats of you having a heart attack by less than one percent across the board.
1: Yes, I mean it's literally. This is
0: literally criminal.
1: It's 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 absolutely criminal. I mean, you could literally sell somebody a balloon and say, "Carry this balloon around you and improve your diet and exercise, and you're not going to have a risk of a heart attack." I, I mean, it's literally like it's almost the equivalent of that. It's so goofy and nonsensical.
0: I think this is very important to understand. For for most people, the lifelong routine of taking cholesterol medication brings with it a much, much, much higher risk of other health problems. We just read off some of them. Headaches, constipation, diarrhea, liver failure, deadly muscle-wasting disease, okay? The financial cost that goes with this, the potential benefit that this is providing is so much lower than any of the risk factors. By the way, 500 people are statistically needed to take that same medication for the same five years for you to get that fraction of a potential benefit. Meaning, in that study, it was 500 people that they showed in order to get that. Right. The risks far outweigh the benefits. One out of every 500 people reduces their risk by two percent. Right. It's ridiculous. This is just one example. We see similarly. Insignificant cost-benefit numbers in many standard medical treatments. Osteopenia, osteoporosis, HRT, hormone replacement therapy, thyroid replacement therapy, blood pressure. You name it. It's almost like all they do. We're showing you some of the numbers. We're showing you one side. They're showing you other stats. They've just... They've just shown you the side of their stats they want you to see, and they manipulate the stats, and we're showing you the side of the stats that's actually true. How do we know? This is exactly why. You ready for this? 58,000 men and women between 92 and 2002 used anti-inflammatory drugs after their first acute heart attack. Compared with people not taking those drugs, if they took Celebrex, they had a 4.24 times greater chance of death. If they took Vioxx, five times greater. And if they took over-the-counter drugs like Advil ibuprofen, they had a two times greater chance of death versus the people who did not take them. The studies in this field have revealed that the major safety concerns were present uh, where none were expected. This is out of New York Times. So, I mean, here's the thing. When millions of people believe in a bad idea, it's still a bad idea.
1: Absolutely.
0: When, when, when billions of people believe in a bad idea, it's still, it's a, bad still idea. a bad idea. Yep. When all of the money that they spend to convince you via TV with drug ads and it's still a bad idea, guess what? It's a bad idea. When they lobby politicians and put hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars individually into, into each politician's hand, It's still a bad idea.
1: It's still a bad
0: idea. The largest fraud case ever in history, in any profession, was in the pharmaceutical profession and found GlaxoSmithKline guilty and they had to pay a $3 billion settlement. Wow. Here's what they were found guilty of. Promotion of a drug for unapproved uses. Examples would be Paxil and Wellbutrin given, which is an antidepressant for weight loss or upset stomachs. Hmm. Right? So they're telling pharmaceutical reps to tell doctors to prescribe those drugs for weight loss and upset stomachs because that's a side effect, but they were never approved for use. So they're found guilty of that. Number 2, they were found guilty of bribing doctors for prescribing certain GlaxoSmithKline drugs. Hmm. And then number 3, they were found guilty of failing to notify the FDA of the side effects of one of its popular diabetes drugs. Three billion with a B dollars. So these are the people that sometimes we're trusting. Every you guys, I want you to understand this. We have we have we have just a minute left here. I want you to understand this. Every time you take one of those drugs, you're trusting those companies with your health.
1: Right.
0: You're trusting a criminal yep. who was convicted of fraud. And sentenced to pay $3 billion with your health. Yep. And they had the money to do it and to pay it out. And they're still selling you the drugs today. And there's not a single drug maker out there that hasn't been sued for these type of things. If not fraud, then at least negligence. And so I want you to know that if you come into our office and you get checked, we care about you. We love you. We're going to help you. We're going to look for the cause of your problems. We're going to help get you healthy by getting your nervous system healthy. We're going to help reduce you know, and alleviate pain, but far greater than that, we're going to show you how to really thrive and be healthy and well. We're going to help you out with your nutrition. We're going to help you out with, with the right supplements, with the right exercise plan. We're going to help you find the right doctors and get the right team if necessary.
1: And the greatest doctor in the world is the one that God put inside of you.
0: We're going to teach you where health and healing come from. And all you have to do is write down this phone number, which is 513-755-3583. Call us to get scheduled. Let's build a team around your health. Thank you guys for listening this week. Listen to us on podcasts. Share it with your friends. Go on Facebook. Pull up our podcast uh, uh, link and share it on Facebook. Share it with your friends and family members. And we'll talk to you next week. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC Detox Station.